Good morning, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Leonard. How are you doing today? You know, God is good. He's been so good to us. And every day you have to thank him. If you look around you and see all the things that's going on, you can't help but thank the Lord. And one of the good things is if you're still breathing, you still have breath in your body. God yet has a purpose for your life. Well, today I want to talk to you about an interesting subject, and I'm going to call this one an appointment with the king. So if you have your Bibles, why don't you grab those real quick? And I want to go to Luke, the 19th chapter. And this is going to be an interesting story uh, about a tax collector. So Luke, the 19th chapter in the first verse, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree or sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter. He has gone to be with the guest of he's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him. Today, salvation has come to this house because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save that which was lost. Let's pray. Father, we just want to take time out to thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you for your grace and your kindness. We ask your blessing on this word that it will go out and not return until you void, that it will go out and prick the hearts of people everywhere, that you would uh, bless them with knowledge, bless them with wisdom, and Father, most of all, that they would hear if they're lost and give their hearts to you. So we're grateful and thankful for what you're going to do this day. Anoint these lips, Lord, to preach your word, to teach your word, to proclaim your goodness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So I want to talk to you a little bit about Zacchaeus because I want to give some. Um, so I, I, I want to kind of put this in the uh, the setting that it needs to be put in. All right. So first of all, when you look at a character named Zacchaeus, the Bible says that he was a chief tax collector. So let me tell you a little bit about that history. Back in first century Jerusalem. Uh, Rome occupied Israel and surrounding um, surrounding cities. And so everyone was subject to the rule of the Romans. And so these tax collectors, which Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector, these tax collectors, what they would do is collect money from the folks in Israel, you know, and surrounding cities. And of course, they would charge them 
crazy prices. Here you are as a hardworking citizen back then, and you're working your butt off trying to do the best that you can do. But because this country has decided to invade your country, now you're subject to their rules. So they're taking your hard earned money. So everything you get, you have to give them a portion of it. And so the people have became really upset about this whole thing, because you got to remember Zacchaeus being a chief tax collector, he would collect money from all the other tax collectors. Right. And his job was to make sure that the Roman Empire got their cut. In the meantime, Zacchaeus could hike, could hike the taxes even higher than what the Roman government says. And so he would pad his pockets. And so the people knew that that Zacchaeus was stealing money and they knew that he was earning his wealth on their backs. So, yes, they were upset about this whole deal. So picture this, this chief tax collector, he runs ahead of Jesus and he gets up in this tree. And when Jesus stops and he looks up and he sees Zacchaeus, he tells him to come down because I'm going to go home with you and eat. Those people were upset. They were hot. And Jesus intentionally did that because he was driving home a point, you know, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But he was driving home a point. And so Zacchaeus comes down and they head to his house. Now, you got to remember, tax collectors were um, they were just they were just hated. (laughs) They were considered traitors. Uh, If you could think of some people that you hate. Well, you shouldn't hate anybody, but something that you hate so badly that it just every time you hear the name or you see a picture of it, it just turns your stomach. That's how the people felt about tax collectors. And that's how they felt about Zacchaeus. And so they did not like him. So when Jesus said he was going over his house to eat, they said the first thing they mumbled and said is he's going over the house of a sinner. He's going to be the guest of a sinner. But the truth is. Jesus summed it up when he said he came to seek and save that which was lost. And so Jesus's whole point, And this is the point I was telling you earlier, is that he came here to find the lost. And so as someone who doesn't know Jesus Christ, you have an appointment with the king at some point in your life. You're going to have an appointment with Jesus Christ. It's going to be up to you. Whether or not you show up and if you do, whether or not you listen to him and accept him as your Lord and Savior. The Bible says that it's appointed until a man wants to die and then the judgment. You want to keep your appointment because you don't want to leave out of here. You don't want to die without keeping your appointment with the king. Now, Jesus came. The Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so a lot of folks feel like, you know, I've done too many bad things, Lord. I uh, there's no way you want anything to do with me. Why would you want to have dinner with me? Lord, why would you want to be in my company? Because I'm such a bad person, you know, and I get it. It's folks right now that are going through. uh really bad times. Maybe you've gotten um, an abortion or you've had several abortions and you feel guilty about that. Maybe you're hooked on alcohol or drugs or perversion. Maybe you're depressed, uh, anxious, 
Uh, you hooked on pornography. Maybe all you do is you lie, you cheat, you steal, your credit is bad, you got a bad marriage. Uh, maybe you're into witchcraft or demon worship or devil worship or, or you know, maybe self-worship. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter with the Lord because the whole point of him dying was so you can change your life. You can't change your life without him. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. And so here's the deal. When you accept Jesus Christ, what he does is he changes your life. He changes everything about you. Right. The change occurs on the inside. So all those things that you doing or, you know, you feel like you can't be forgiven for. Uh, yes, you absolutely can, because Jesus's blood is enough for you. It's enough for any of us. So it doesn't matter what we've done. God still loves us. He still wants us and he wants us to keep this appointment with him. And he wants us to know that he loves us with an everlasting love. And here's the deal. He gave the best he had. And when we talk about John 3:16, think about that. He sent his only son, his only begotten son. He says that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Are you a whosoever? Absolutely. We're all whosoever's, but whosoever believes in him. Right. The Bible says that God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So everything is about us coming to Jesus. And if we do right, he'll change our lives. Well, I just wanted to give you a short word of encouragement and let you know that the Lord will change your life. And, you know, you're looking for something. Maybe you're out there and you, you, you're at your wits end. Maybe you've even considered killing yourself. You know, you thought maybe that life would be, you know, life sucks and that the world would be better off without you. But here's the problem. If you leave this world and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then basically what you're going to do is jump from the frying pan into the fire, literally, because if you leave this world without Jesus, you're going to go to hell and you're going to be away from God for eternity. And that's something that you don't want because hell is real. It's uh, it's an awful place. But God doesn't want you to go there. That's why he sent his son. His son took our place. The Bible says he who knew no sin became sin, that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So he took our place. I'm going to tell you something. Jesus gives you peace that it's even hard to explain. He changes your behavior and you don't even know when it changed. I mean, things about you change and what happens is you get in a good Bible believing church after you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you begin to grow up and amazing things happen and you experience something with God that you've never experienced before. First of all, you know that you've been forgiven for all of your sins. So think about it. All the bad things that you've ever done in your life, you've been forgiven for like God won't ever remember it ever again. He says that as far as the east is from the west is as far is that that's as far that he will separate 
you from your sins. Now, there is like no measurable distance from east to west because the east continues to go east and the west continues to go west and they never meet. So think about that. Your sins are that far away from you. And that's the beautiful thing about the Lord. So one day when you leave this world, you can leave in peace knowing that you're going to spend eternity with Jesus Christ, that you're not going to suffer in a place called hell, but you're going to live in a place called heaven. Now, I'm going to tell you the truth. God will give you a little bit of heaven right here on the earth before you leave out of here because he's so good. You know, when you start living your life with him and you put him in control of everything and let God be the center of your life, let him be number one. Right. Then things happen. He gives you favor. You know, he makes for some reason uh, here you are. You think you're insignificant, but God makes you significant. You know, you apply for a job. Sometimes you're not even qualified for and you get the job. I mean, because God gives you favor, you know, little things um, and you'll notice them, too. I remember one time uh, <clears throat> uh, we were uh, we were out of toilet paper and this time we were living in Germany and we were a young couple, my wife and I, and uh, we ran out of toilet paper. And in Germany, everything closes early anyway. But the American store was closed because of a power outage. And I was like, Lord, we need some toilet paper. And I had three little kids. And so, you know, they're sniffing and snotting in the wintertime. And, and or I think it was. And so we needed some toilet paper and we would have to wait until tomorrow. And we just we couldn't wait. We didn't have any toilet paper. And we heard a knock at the door. And it was one of the ministers from my church. And he was um, he was getting ready to leave Germany and go back to the States. And he had this bag in his hand. And he said, Brother Leonard, I was just thinking about you. You know, God laid this on my heart to bring over to you and Miss Cousins. And so uh, he gives me this bag. And on the top of this bag, there's a, a nice brand new roll of my favorite toilet paper, Charmin. Now, who told that minister that I needed toilet paper? God did. God supplied my need. When no one was there, I couldn't go to a store. I didn't have anywhere to go. God took care of something as simple as toilet paper. You mean a great big God who's up there in heaven and everywhere else who created this universe. He had time to think about little old me. The beautiful thing about the Lord is that he knows your name. He knows you. He knows where you are. He knows what you does. He loves you with an everlasting love. Even while you're in your junk, you're doing your bad stuff. I mean, you're being the, be the worst version of you that you can be. And yet God still loves you. He still loves you. He'll never love you more than he loves you right now. He loves you enough to let you tune into this message. He loves you enough to let you hear that. He loves you. And that's awesome that you don't have to worry about being by yourself. Jesus said he would never leave you nor forsake you, that he would be with you even until the end of the world. So even on your la at your last breath, he's right there with you. And that's what it's all about. So listen to me. <sighs> Jesus will give you the peace that you're looking for. 
You won't want to take a, a handful of pills and kill yourself. You're not going to want to put a gun to your head. You're not going to want to jump off of a building. When you accept Jesus, he gives you such peace. All that turmoil and confusion that you have on the inside, he will take care of that. Listen, maybe you've been involved in, in, in devil worship and witchcraft and, and you've been dabbling with the occult and you think that God can't forgive you. Are you kidding me? God will forgive you. All you have to do is get on your knees and cry out to him. In fact, let me lead you in a prayer. Folks, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you want to give this Jesus a try, then I want you to say this with me. Now, don't say it unless you believe it. Okay? Because the one thing you need to know is this. Before I say anything, that Jesus Christ came to this earth and he died for your sins. The Bible says that he was buried and on the third day, God raised him from the dead. And eventually he ascended back to the throne of God. So say this with me. Say, Lord Jesus. Come on. Say it with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you right now. And I'm a sinner. And I want to be saved. I've heard Brother Leonard. Talk about you today. And I need you in my life. Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sins. I believe God raised you from the dead. Lord Jesus, I accept you right now as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, thank you for saving me. I'm your child. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of the King. So, Lord, thank you for my dinner date with you. Thank you today that I made my appointment with the king. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. So, brothers and sisters, if you prayed that prayer with me, you are now a child of God. So I want you to get in a good Bible-believing church and, and, and grow up in the Lord. And you know what? Hit us up and let us know that you accepted Christ today. It doesn't matter where you are. Tell us that you're now a child of God. And guess what? You don't have to go back and hang out with the witches. And you don't have to go back and hang out with those folks you used to hang out with. Find you some good friends who believe in God, who've accepted Jesus Christ, and make them your friends. My brothers and sisters, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. And may the peace of God rule in your hearts. And abide with you. I pray the prayer of protection over you to keep you safe from all hurt, harm, or danger. And that God will be glorified in your life. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Brother Leonard. And I will talk to you guys next time. Have a blessed and a wonderful day.